Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Belinda blinked. Welcome to Rocky Flintstone Unleashed, Lost Chapter 3. Part 2. Next morning was even more breezy. The sea was covered in white-capped waves, making the idyllic scene wildly beautiful. Belinda, who was walking the sea path in the hotel's grounds, pulled her overcoat closer to her body, whilst she waited for her three key account sales executives to arrive from London. The sound of a four-litre Jaguar purring up the drive made her turn away from the sea view and observe Bella reversing into a fairly tight parking spot. The gears shrieked as Bella threw the car into reverse, and the sound of screeching metal echoed over the wind. She had only managed to reverse into Des Martin's hire car. Sounds of shouting from inside the car reached Belinda's shocked ears. Backing auto park! Bella screeched. The camera's all wrong, Giselle. Be my fucking witness. That crap car must have moved. Oh, my God, this is a nightmare. Giselle smiled grimly. She knew Bella was incapable of driving anything bigger than a go-kart, and now she had proof. Tony hated damage to company cars, and Bella had managed to prank not one Steele's car, but two. She truly was a dickhead. Bella slowly disentangled the two cars by driving out of the parking space, straightened up and slowly reversed into Natasha Biles' racing green vintage Porsche 911, deeply scratching it from front to back. The grinding of steel could be heard at Steele's head office in West London. Giselle put her head in her hands. She'd never been so embarrassed in all her life. Bella's third attempt was reasonably successful. She only managed to reverse into the large oak tree, busting her rear side lights and back end. But no further damage was done. Well, Giselle, 
Not too bad, to be honest. Just a few grazes. Let's get to the bar. I need a drink, Bella exclaimed soulfully. Belinda strode over to the car and helped them in with their bags. She decided to not admonish Bella for her rubbish parking. Her meeting with her two RSMs earlier had meant the team building course was in jeopardy and fucking off Bella wouldn't help matters. How she'd explain the damage to Natasha's car was, however, another matter. Perhaps she'd instruct Bella to do it when being seduced. That was a virtual certainty where Natasha was concerned. Good. Am I glad to have you two here? She shouted in between the gusts of wind. I feel like a punch bag. A bit like your car, Bella, to be honest. Bella piped up. Didn't know you're taking a boxing, Belinda. Oh, my God! She shouted as she saw the two heavily bruised faces of Des and Patrick peeping out of the dining room window. Belinda, I thought this was a team-building exercise, not a war game, she quickly added. Giselle shook her head and said, You've not fucked up again, Belinda. Tony's paying a lot of money for these courses. Belinda glared at her, deciding the time wasn't right for a hierarchy battle. Just then, the Steel's Pots and Pans little pool car drove into the car park. A smiling Maeve tooted at them all and competently parked up beside the rubbish bins. She jumped out and ran over, kissing all and sundry. What a glorious place to have a team meeting, she gushed. Giselle shook her head. Another incompetent, she thought. Mind you, this one can actually drive. Belinda smiled. The team had arrived and Natasha could take over. Belinda's work was done. Coffee cup in hand, a somewhat flushed and tousled Natasha Biles welcomed everyone to day two of her team development exercise. I would particularly like to welcome Giselle, Bella and Maeve from your London head office. They are here to participate in, and Natasha made a quick bow and opened her arms wide, management development for the sales professional. A quiet round of clapping from the assembled team reverberated around the room. Sales, after all, is our lifeblood, and today I will give you all the skills you will ever need to personally develop professionally. Des Martin yawned. His late evening fight with Patrick O'Hamlin had meant he'd only had a couple of hours sleep. Not a very professional way to behave, he ruefully admitted. Their meeting with the boss was something he would always regret, mostly because she said they'd never see her tits again. Rough justice indeed. A sharp look from Natasha made Des sit up and take notice. He didn't want to be labelled as a troublemaker. And if Belinda's tits were no longer available to him, perhaps Natasha would again oblige. Giselle started to rub her fingers noisily on the table. She knew all she needed about sales. It was just a matter of how long it took her to get the fucker into bed. Natasha looked at her and smiled. It's Giselle, isn't it? Yes, I am indeed called by that name. And you are Natasha. I remember signing off the requisition note approving your course, Giselle continued. And don't be kicking my ass, miss, or I might revoke my signature. Natasha nodded and looked worried. Today was going to be a 
Disaster. She could feel it in her water. And you are Maeve? Yes, miss. I'm very new, but very willing to learn, Belinda. Miss Blumenthal, that is, says I'm a quick learner. Good, Natasha exclaimed. Well, let's put you to the test. Ken Dewsbury, take up a role-play. You're the unwilling customer. Sit behind this desk. Maeve, go out of the room and return with the objective of selling Ken 1,000 units of mixed pots and pans. I am all right. You do sell pots and pans. Maeve smiled and nodded her head. She knew what she had to do. After all, she had the best teacher in the world. Ken sat down behind his desk, and the team waited for Maeve to walk in. A few seconds later, she did, to cut whistles from Bella, Des and Patrick. In the few seconds she'd had outside in the corridor, Maeve had unbuttoned most of her blouse and let her jacket slip over her shoulders. She'd also managed to roll up her pencil skirt until it showed the base of her long, lean ass and the tiniest peak of a glossy red thong. She was, to put it mildly, looking hot. Wheel, don't you stand there gawping, young lady. Sit thee down, for present anyways. Ken instructed her. Now then, what can I do for thee? Thank you, Mr. Dewsbury. It's so hot today and my stilettos are killing me. May I remove them? Of course they can. Why not take off that stifling jacket whilst you're about it? Maeve wriggled out of her shoes and jacket, wobbling her breasts in front of Ken's eyes, her blouse straining to release her tits as she started her sales routine. Now... You see, Mr. Dewsbury, we've got this big sale on and you need to get in on it because everyone else locally is and I'd hate for you to be at a price disadvantage. Ken replied, Price disadvantage? But I've been a customer of Steel's Pots and Pans for years. Well, before that, James Godwin took over the show. He shook his head and muttered, Loyalty is not what it was. But Mr. Dewsbury, God, it's boiling in here. Can I take this bloody blouse off? Don't mind me, lass. Just give me your statistics, you know. RRPs, discounts for volume, points for buying groceries. Maeve nodded. She'd got him on the hook now. It was time to close the deal. She quickly scrabbled off her blouse and then put her arms over her back and released the catch on her pretty black lace brassiere. Now, Mr. Dewsbury, for 1,500 units, I can get you a head office discount of 15%. Maeve released her bra straps and let her tits tumble towards Ken's desk. Done deal, he spluttered, standing up and removing her skirt in the whisk of a lamb's tail. With another expert move, Maeve's thong was on the floor, and Ken Dewsbury was rubbing her clit up and down with obvious expertise. Maeve lay back on the desk and moaned deeply as her orgasm mounted. "'Release me! Release me! And I'll make it 17.5%!' she shrieked. Ken nodded grimly. This was man's work, and he wasn't about to shirk from it. With one hand on her nipples and the other releasing his belt, Ken put his big todger straight up her vaginal orifice. Maeve screamed. Twenty percent! Twenty percent! Don't just bloody stop, Mr. Dewsbury. Could you see your waiter making it two thousand units? It would help me ever so much!' Aye, of course I could. I'm not a bastard like them other folk you trade with. I'd do anything to help out a youngish lass. You know that.
Ken increased his stroke and started penetrating Maeve fully whilst squeezing her ample tits in both hands. Maeve groaned and shouted in her Irish accent, Harder! Harder! from time to time gasping in between, Oh, yes! Oh, yes! A quick ten minutes later, and the deal was sealed to everyone's satisfaction when Maeve orgasmed and Ken ejaculated. He withdrew and wiped down Maeve's long, lean ass with his handkerchief, taking inordinate care to leave no staining on the desk. Maeve struggled to her knees and kissed Ken on his stones, thanking him profusely for her order. No need to thank me, lass. It's all in a day's work. The two stood together, held hands and bowed to their watching teammates, thoroughly enjoying the impact their role play had made. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Natasha Biles was the first to react with a slow hand clap, but quickened as the others joined in. Maeve and Ken dressed slowly and eventually sat down whilst Natasha went through their scenario, outlining the salient sales points. All too quickly, the morning passed, and soon it was lunch where everyone sat around a large dining table with sumptuous white linen tablecloths and napkins. Bella came back from the bar with three bottles of crisp Australian Chardonnay, and Dave Wilcox served cooled boom bar pints to those who wanted one. Belinda, Natasha, Giselle and Maeve held out their wine glasses to be served expertly by Bella. A liberal slushing of wine saw two of the bottles emptied immediately. The third followed quickly as Bella topped herself up three times in as many minutes. God, this training makes for thirsty work, she exclaimed whilst hiccuping. But what a beautiful drop of shards. Do you like it, Belinda? Belinda nodded and raised her hand to her hovering waitress. Three more, please. Natasha glanced inquiringly at Belinda, who answered. Team bonding, Natasha. Glee team style. Bella laughed her raucous laugh and finished off her glass. Where's the bloody wine? she shouted. A girl could die, seriously, of thirst, sitting here. Bella got to her feet and swayed a little, hiccuped again and set off to find the missing wine. Giselle tut-tutted and smoothed her immaculate white business suit down with the flat of her hands. Belinda, she's getting worse. That car-parking incident was because of the two gin-and-tonic cans she had as we turned off into the hotel driveway. 
Don't mention cause, Giselle, Belinda hissed. Natasha's sharp ears had, however, picked up Giselle's comment. Parking? Cause? She looked out of the dining room window. That big jag's a bit close to my Porsche, but good God, what has happened to the car on the other side? The rear wing's hanging off. Bella, at that moment, returned with another four bottles of shards, and wondered why everyone was looking at her. What's up? I couldn't really carry any more. Natasha rose to her feet, starting to feel noxious. Bella, are you the driver of that big jag parked next to that little Porsche? Why, yes, of course. It's my company car. You know, packs and air miles and all that stuff. Free booze from time to time as well. She belched as if to make the point. Natasha started to sweat profusely. You haven't touched my Porsche when parking. I mean, you've wrecked that other one well and truly. Desmartin suddenly stood up. That's my fucking car car. What the hell have you done to it, Bella? Des looked out the window and went grey. I've only had it a week. The boss is going to kill me. Des slumped back into his chair, defeated. What with his fight with Patrick O'Hamlin and now his company car, this training course was turning into a personal disaster for him. Bell replied, Des, 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 it's only a hire car. A few quid will fix it, don't worry. Have another pint. Natasha went over to the window and had a good look at the side of her car. Her face fell as she saw the damage. She turned round and exploded between clenched teeth. Don't worry, you said, Bella. Don't worry. Why, you've scratched the entire side of my Porsche. I've loved that car more than fucking anything else in my sordid life. And you've smashed it up in five seconds. Well, I tell you fucking not what. You can take your bloody course and stick it up your asses. I never in all my days met such a shower of wankers. Why, you're all still employed. Nobody knows. Natasha Biles stormed out of the room. Five minutes later, she was seen striding across the car park, cases in hand. She attempted to open the side door of the car, but it was too dented to open. She bawled with fury and went to the other door, throwing her belongings into the back of the vehicle. Seconds later, a spray of gravel hit the dining room windows as she gunned the Porsche's engine. Her rear end lost traction. Natasha momentarily lost control of the vehicle and succeeded in taking the other wing off Des Martin's car as she sped out of the hotel grounds. Well, said Bella, that was a bit extreme. Don't you think, Belinda? I mean, she's not even completed the afternoon session. Bella unbuttoned her jacket, loosened her blouse and poured herself a nice big glass of shards. Belinda blinked. What a wonderful character Bella is, and of course, as her creator, I feel as if I know her very well. In fact, I recently had an email from a Belinker who wanted to make a very interesting point about the Bella in the Belinda Blinked books. As you all know, I love getting these sort of emails, so keep them coming. Here's what Gina had to say. Hello, Rocky. My name is Gina, and I am a huge fan. So much of a fan that I listen to the podcast at least twice every year, all the way through. And I have for the last six years. But I just wanted to take the time to say thank you. 
Of course, thank you, James, Jamie and Alice, but most importantly, thank you, Rocky. I can't help but contribute a lot of my confidence and success to Belinda Blinked. I have had so much laughter, so many tears, and oddly enough, some life lessons. But the biggest thing that has brought me confidence has been Bella. I am a Bella, undoubtedly. Absolutely. That is who I am. I always have been. I always will be. I mean, perhaps I am not at the same level of Bella as I used to be when I was in college, but nonetheless, I have never met a more related character. So, Rocky, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for writing someone for the messy girls, the can't-get-their-shit-together girls, and always just a little too obnoxious and completely out-there girls. Seeing the characters in the book and the fans outside of the book love Bella has really made me love who I am. Bella is a mess, an absolute disaster, but Belinda gave her a chance and when she works hard and just embraces who she is, she does really well. And that is something I found to be true for myself. So thank you for showing me that mess doesn't mean without success. Thank you for writing someone who is absolutely genuine, passionate and unequivocally Bella. Thank you for helping me to be proud of who I am. An absolute Bella. Gianna, thank you. Wonderfully written. And remember, you will always be successful. So at that point, if any of you feel that you can relate, like Gina, to being perhaps a Bella, Des Martin, the Duchess or Belinda, in real life, please write into me and I'll put together a short podcast entitled I Am That Character in Belinda Blinked. So, contact me at rockyflintstoneunleashed at gmail.com That's rockyflintstoneunleashed at gmail.com Thank you. So, if you like the style of my podcast, then I'd like to get you the special gift for the Belinda Blinked fan in your life. I will record your message in the same style as my podcast, Rocky Finstone Unleashed. So... Hi, Jamie Morton. Rocky Flintstone here, just wishing you a very, very happy birthday. Enjoy your day and see you soon. Cheers! You can get this a great, unique present from my Etsy store, Rocky's Pavilion, all one word. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Ciao! Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.